Well, so far, it has been a week chock full of fun stories. Uh, still can't stop thinking about Miss Zimbabwe. I, yesterday after the show, I, I Googled her, um, Brooke, Brooke Jackson. Brooke, Brooke Jackson. She's a good-looking woman. Yeah. But I looked up all the contestants, and I think most all of them were pretty reasonably attractive. Um, but there we go. Miss Zimbabwe. Uh, that was a good story. That was a good story. Um, we, I don't know, we may have Sean Spicer a little bit on this episode. Probably won't. I think we'll save that conversation for overtime. I think that's what we'll do. Because I got some things I want to get into with the uh, former White House press secretary. And uh, he's got a new show called The Sean Spicer Show, which I'll be honest with you, I like it a lot. Um, very informative. Um, pretty insightful especially from an insider perspective on a lot of the headlines, stuff that we deal with. Because let's be honest, we don't have a clue what we're talking about. No, everything on this is opinion and speculation. I went up to the executive offices, met with the CEO of Blaze Media yesterday. Um, and uh, they were wanting to show me some new developments, some things that they're putting out. One involved um, future op-ed pieces written by Blaze TV hosts. Um, I've written a few of those op-eds. Um, op-ed is just a, a, you know an opinion piece where I'm just basically blabbing like I normally do. Don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Uh, but they've got the little cartoon figures of different people like Steve Dace and Jason Whitlock and you know James Polis and all these guys with their little cartoon faces. Mark Levin. Uh, and they said, write more op-eds. We'll make a cartoon of you. And I was like, I think I do a good job of making a pretty good cartoon of myself. All right. I am already a caricature of myself. Um, but, uh, cool things going on and, um, some cool stories going on. I, you guys at this point have probably seen the looting that bordered on rioting that was going on in Philadelphia last night. Um, Let's. You've probably seen the clip, but I got some commentary on this thing. Uh, let's let's play play the clip, please. Number thirteen. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Yes. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. All right, let's cut the clip right there for a second. Now, all right, so that was basically Aunt Jemima screaming out that everybody must eat. Um, she did look like Aunt Jemima, the old Aunt Jemima. Yeah, well, by the look of her, she's eating good. She's eating real good. Yeah, I don't think she's hungry. I always get a kick out of it when people like this, uh, and people get mad at me, so that's racist, she called her Aunt Jemima. No, she's a moron. <laughs> she's a moron i'll call her whatever i want to call her um and she did look like the old aunt jemima which i found ironic that she's screaming that everybody's got to eat this bitch ain't missed a meal and ever <laughs> ever um eating good so um I, I always get a kick out of these folks that get out into these melees uh and they find their one phrase and they can't get off of that phrase they have to keep repeating it over and over and over again everybody eat everybody must eat i don't know if she meant like physically eating food or like she was basically saying um 
we gotta we gotta take everything and break the system down. I'm pro- I'm probably thinking way too deeply on that. I, like, I do I do think she meant everybody needs to get theirs. What they gotta get. Yeah, right? which is a funny thing to yell in front of a liquor store. Yeah. Yeah, and then I saw her later on. She was walking off with a bottle of liquor. Oh yeah, they oh they made off with some good shit. Yeah, which is was funny to me because I saw the whole entirety of the video, and that's what the, where the Aunt Jemima reference came from. Because when she was held up the bottle of liquor, I honestly God thought she was holding up maple syrup. <laughs> I thought she was holding up a bottle of maple syrup, Brandon. And so I was like, damn, how ironic. But then I realized they were in front of a liquor store. Everybody must eat, and then their consumption moved down to Lululemon. And that's when the cops showed up. They started busting people's asses outside of Lululemon and taking people to jail. I don't understand these people who like to live stream their crimes. Uh, you know, we saw, or you've probably seen, I didn't, we didn't show it on this show, uh, but the graphic murder of a former sheriff uh, there outside of Las Vegas when he was run down in the car. I mean, these people who videotape their, their crimes, like this girl was doing, and there was another part of the video where she's screaming, keep your eyes iPhone on. Turn your iPhone on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were arresting someone. Yeah. Rightfully, because they were stealing. Yeah. And yeah, her immediate reaction was, everybody got to stop recording this. Keep your iPhone on. As <laughs> though like you're going to save someone who's just stolen something from a footlocker. So yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't entirely understand what they thought was going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, the mindset is this is all set up to oppress us and therefore we have to break it all down take what we want because we're oppressed now again we can make fun of this woman videoing this all we want and you know what i don't know again we we made fun of the whole uh, urban studies thing the other day as a college major it's like i i want to get into these urban studies and remind <laughs> everybody that you may be poor but poor does not mean oppressed there's a big difference, okay? Uh, she's not oppressed. No. Now, she might not have a lot of money in the bank. But again, a lot of folks out there have mistaken being poor with being oppressed. Um, or of not having a big bank account as being a victim. That's not something that's been done to you. I, I've been poor financially, but I never thought of myself as a victim. As long as I had, you know, air in my lungs and, and two feet to get up and go out with the strength to move myself around, I felt like I could change my socioeconomic circumstances. You know, that, just because just because nobody wants to be my friend uh, or let's say I don't have any friends, you know, it doesn't mean that everybody out there, you know, is is mean. Maybe I'm the asshole. Maybe they don't want to be, you know, maybe nobody's my friend because it's my fault. Right. So blaming everybody out there for not having any friends, that, that could be a little unfair. Now, you may be poor because you're oppressed, but just because you're poor does not necessarily mean you're oppressed. What she's trying to communicate is all oh, everybody out there is oppressed. And I don't know if they have Lululemon's big enough for her, but it wasn't going to stop them from trying to get some. You know, and this is why in these Democrat-run, progressive-run cities, uh, we're seeing stores that are closing down, the Walmarts, the Targets, the Walgreens, the CVSs, and they're leaving town. They're not coming back because the, the everything has just been stripped bare. And um, 
they're not going to run businesses in there. So here's Philadelphia with all of these stores being looted, ransacked. I thought it interesting, too, when they were outside the Apple store and they go in there to grab the, the Apple or the iPhone 15, not realizing because they're stupid that these are disabled devices. You have to activate them. Oh, by the way, they can also track them. So when they come out and realize, oh, damn, these phones aren't going to work, they just start breaking the phones. Now, it's interesting to me that one of the Krasenstein brothers said, well, look at the bright side. Now you get a better deal on refurbished phones. So based on that logic, these folks out there looting are doing a service to you and me with money. Those of us who can afford a phone can now get a cheaper iPhone because these folks went out looted and broke them, and, uh, and now we get them refurbished. That's stupid. That's, that's illogical, but that's the kind of nonsense that you read on Twitter. Uh, and uh, again, you know, somebody should have activated these phones for these folks. I mean, they went through the effort of breaking through the doors and the glass and the locks to get in there to them. Come on. Come on. There was nobody at the queue. <laughs> well, Chad, I went through one of those Krasenstein's threads, and it's so funny how they're like, "Why does this keep happening? Yeah. What are the what are the social climate of of what's causing this?" And it's like, "Well, I can give you one pretty easy solution. Uh, how about you punish them? Yeah. You put one of these kids away for like five years. I guarantee you, the iPhone to prison ratio is going to change rather quickly." It's true, and and you know we definitely do have a, a crowded prison population. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and you hate to see that number go up, but there's got to be some stiff penalties. You get arrested doing something like that, you get eight years. That starts dissuading people really fast. The criminal justice system is a joke. You know, I read a story just this morning. This guy raped a woman, violently raped a woman, you know, gets a, I don't know, a 30-year sentence, something like that. He's out after eight. First thing he does, he goes and he finds uh, a 29-year-old CEO of a, of, a, of a tech startup company and murders her in her apartment. So how, how often are you seeing these things happening over and over again? There's got to be stiffer penalties. Let's carry out the penalties. You know, I just got to believe that that guy didn't get out on good behavior, right? So if people tell you who they are, believe them. And this is happening consistently. And again, there's this justification, like you said, on a Krasenstein thread that says, what's going on? Well, first of all, people are sinful. People are fallen. Uh, people are broken. People, they, they love to break the law. They love to get something for nothing. Um, they love violence. They love theft. It, it, they love these things because their heart is so twisted and broken towards these things. And so, again, that's the easiest route. You know, uh, these people aren't out going to work for anything. They want to sit back and talk about all the things that has been done to them as an oppressed culture here in America. I mean, you have equality of opportunity here. I'm not saying it's an easy road. My God, it's not an easy road for anybody. You know, I, nobody. Nobody that's made a million dollars can say, oh, shit, I just woke up one day and it was there. Like, I, I just accidentally fell into financial wealth and well-being. No, nobody's ever done that. There was a very specific pattern and strategy that went in to them meticulously and deliberately gaining that wealth. Well, the funny thing is, um, if you're honest, 
you can usually pinpoint where you started to fall into poverty as well. You don't just wake up broke one day. Typically, there were decisions that were made, decisions that happened around you, some of them in your control, some of them out of your control. But either way, you can walk people through the narrative of what happened to bring you to poverty. Um, if you've never had anything, if all you've ever known is poverty, I can see where in your broken state of humanity to begin to think that you can't get out from under that heavy burden simply because the world doesn't want you to and you see these bright lights out on the streets of philadelphia and all these beautiful new trinkets and toys that they're launching in these big rich companies and you think damn it they've held me down for so long it's time i go get mines well you can't do that because that leads to a further impoverished situation and we're starting to see a mob mentality that is leading to more and more destruction. And it is going to cause a, 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 an exponential downfall of these cities. I'm happy to see that the mayor of Dallas has now said that America's cities need Republicans. And the next time uh, he's, you know, he runs for office, it will be as a Republican. Next time he votes, it will be as a Republican. He says we need more Republicans. Well, what we need is conservative values, but we also need biblical values. We need faith-based values, things that say, you know what, sin is bad and it leads to destruction. Ultimately, it leads to death. And these are the kind of things. I don't want to see anybody face these consequences. What leads to these kind of things? It's desperation. It's desperation mixed with a sinful nature, and people just engage in it accordingly. And it's a very sad situation. So, here we are. We can poke fun of it all we want, but until there's consequences, these things are just going to keep on happening. And guess what happens when you allow 10 million illegals to come into the country as well, who've never known anything but lawlessness, and they see themselves as being owed something because somewhere this Biden administration has promised them, you know, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And they walked all this way, and by God, they're going to come and get it. Just buckle up and wait, folks. Woo, it's bad. Hey, do you get the feeling that something unthinkable is going to happen soon? Yeah. How you like that segue? I do. Uh, I think I just told you that. Uh, you got a lot of distractions and smoke screens in the media, and a lot of times you probably won't even see it coming. Oh, suddenly they're looting my house. That's why it's smart to invest in emergency food today. Somebody once said very wisely, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Well, My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in emergency food storage. Go to my special website, preparewithchad.com. Just the other day, somebody sent me a message and said, how can I cut through the smoke and know exactly where to go to get the things I need? I said, make that simple for you. Preparewithchad.com. When you get over there, click on the menu because you're going to find other things besides just emergency preparedness food. There's other things that will help you as well. And you'll save 25% on my patriot supplies three-month emergency food kits it's built in you'll enjoy a wide variety of delicious meals 2,000 calories a day optimum strength under stress stock up now before everyone else panics free shipping is automatic it's going to ship fast and discreet go to preparewithchad.com that's preparewithchad.com we'll be right back You know, one of the easiest things, guys, one of the easiest things that you can convince somebody of is to tell them they're victims. You, you want to tell somebody, hey, the Texas Rangers are the best baseball team. They'll, people will argue with you on that. 
Nah, it's the Houston Astros. It's Seattle Mariners. Baltimore Orioles, which I think they are this year. <laughs> the Atlanta Braves, they are in the National League. You want to tell somebody that your football team is the best, whatever. People will argue with you on all of that. But it's so damn easy to convince people that they're victims. They love that. People don't want their problems solved. They want their problems understood. Because if you take away somebody's problems, they lose their sense of identity. And then they don't know who they are anymore. So you take all those folks looting in the street. If suddenly you gave all of them a bunch of money, each one of them, let's say you walked up and started handing out $100,000 cash to each person out there looting on the streets. Guess where they're going to be next weekend? Back out there looting. Because it's a fall in nature. You can't throw money at that and convince them to stop doing it. It's in the nature. And this isn't a black issue. This isn't a, a whatever cultural issue like that. This is a human heart issue. And that right there is very telling. Now, I'm not saying circumstances don't play into that. They do. But ultimately, this is a heart issue. You can give somebody $100,000 cash. You know what they're going to do? Go out there and do it again. You, you tell a guy, say, you know what, man, you don't have to go out there and find that high. You don't have to do drugs. You don't have to do heroin. You don't have to do meth. You know what? I'll tell you what. I'm going to bring you out of that life of poverty. I'm going to bring you out of that constant search for some kind of gratification and satisfaction. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you the gift of contentment. I'm going to put money in your bank account, put food in your pantry, put a roof over your head. You know what that person's going to go out and do the next time, the next weekend? They're going to go out and try to find that drug again. They're going to search that high again because somehow they've been sold that addiction and they can't break away from it. Can't break away from it. People don't, people don't want to be content, man. They just don't. And if you believe that that's what will make you content, you're lying to yourself. You are lying to yourself. Um, people are starting to wake up to some things, though. Uh, Jimmy Butler, let's pull that clip up, man. Uh, I, somebody just yesterday sent me a picture. They were in um, California, and they sent me a picture of the sign of the gas prices out there. And uh, insane what they are everywhere. But boy, California's brutal. Play that. Play that clip with Jimmy Butler. This is high rate fucking robbery, man. I'm trying to get some of this gas back. <laughs> Wow. Hey, you think if I go in there and tell them that I put the wrong gas in here, they'd give me a refund? <laughs> this is crazy. I'm going electric. Can y'all believe it costs $145 to fill up a Bugatti? Like, this is crazy, Avery. You feel me? <laughs> Unheard of, man. Bugattis, man. Can, can I just unpack so much about that video? First of all, there's an NBA basketball player. Yep, Jimmy Butler. Who Jimmy is, Butler. Who signed a max contract, I think, two years ago for about $245 million. Yeah. Yeah. Loaded. He, he signed a contract for a quarter of a billion dollars. But, hey, he hasn't lost his values because 140 bucks for a Bugatti. Yeah. Put gas in a Bugatti. Now he's driving a Bugatti. I don't know if you guys have priced out a Bugatti anytime lately. <laughs> But trust me when I tell you, you can't afford it. <laughs> if you can afford a Bugatti, mm-hmm. You know, I just, for shits and giggles, I was somewhere and walked past, I was doing a show in some city, I can't even remember where, this was recently, walked past the McLaren dealership. 
<laughs> nobody needs a $300,000 car. I no. just, whatever. Nobody needs that. I, I just can't imagine that being a desire. But anyway, $140 to fill up the Bugatti. Insane. The gas prices. But can I just give it to my man, Jimmy? He's listening to Islands in the Stream on the radio. Yeah. Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. Dude, Jimmy Butler rules. He's one of my favorite players. Love that dude. Yeah. And, and you know, hey, still recognizes that $140. Yeah. Well, so, so it's an expensive also, tank of gas. He came from, he had a rougher childhood, so he was very yeah. poor growing up. So even when you get rich, he still sees $145 for gas and goes well that is highway robbery is highway robbery it's not equitable i mean it doesn't make sense that i mean you know a loaf of bread shouldn't cost eight bucks you know a a carton of eggs shouldn't cost twelve dollars you know carton of milk or or a gallon of milk shouldn't cost you know six bucks there's certain things that we live in a in a place that has so much privilege and opportunity and you recognize the value of something and there it's overvalued I mean, it's just dumb, this stuff. And so I, I, I'd love to see what Jimmy had to say if he stood out there while I filled up my diesel, diesel pickup truck in California. Uh, the pump's cut off on me before mine gets filled up. They're like, they're like, bro, like there must be a mistake here. Like this guy had a heart attack at the pump and died. We're going to show a mercy and just cut him off at 100 bucks. They cut, they cut you off like someone at the bar that's had too much to drink. Yeah. Like, Hey, buddy, I think you're, I yeah. think you've had enough. Slow down there. This guy's had too much diesel. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, you can go, he said, I'm going to go electric. You can go electric, but you're going to find out real quick once you start replacing them $25,000 batteries, how that works out for you, Jimmy. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw it. I took the article out of here, but, uh, you know, they started trying to make Legos out of new material and they found out the emissions for making the new more carbon friendly legos you know the little toys you step on in the middle of the night and cuss your mother's yeah those things they started trying to make them out of a different material and they found out oh crap this is worse this is worse kind of the way the whole green initiative goes you know this whole you climate alarmist out there you know i'm gonna buy me an electric car well you're gonna find out real quick that that ain't necessarily a solution um and golly um Tonight, by the way, I'll just toss this out there. Uh, tonight is, of course, the Republican debates. Um, Trump conspicuously absent from that. Um, and uh, we'll see how that whole deal goes. A federal judge found Trump committed fraud over inflated real estate valuations. That's right. They said uh, they said. Uh, they said he was a value. They can't do business in New York anymore, the Trumps, which is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, but I, I found it funny, the valuation that they tried to put on like Mar-a-Lago. Like they said Mar-a-Lago's were only worth $18 million. I You guys jump on Realtor.com and start looking around West Palm Beach. You're going to find that something not even near the size of Mar-a-Lago because uh, Mar-a-Lago, I think, is about 17 and a half, 18 acres. Pretty big sp- spread out there. Um, of course, you know, Eric Trump, he said the thing's been valued at like a billion dollars. I don't believe that's true. But I could easily see it being 500 million. And see, here's the problem. And Trump actually alluded to this himself, I think, on Truth Social, where he said, okay, 
you if you, if you overvalue it or undervalue it, either way, you're going to be guilty because they've gamed the system. So if I overvalue it, they're going to say, well, I'm guilty of fraud for overvaluing it and trying to sell it for more than it's worth. But if I undervalue it, then they're going to say, well, he didn't pay enough taxes on it. He was trying to he was trying to skirt the tax laws by saying it wasn't worth what it's really worth. So you can begin to see where it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's a catch-22. No matter what Trump does, just trust me, he's guilty. All right? I mean, that's the whole thing. But anyway, uh, they claim that Trump exaggerated his net worth by as much as $3.6 billion on a financial statement given to insurers and banks. Um, and uh, so... Yeah, he claims that if the values of the property have gone up in the year since the financial statements were submitted, then the numbers were not inflated at the time. He also seems to imply that the numbers cannot be inflated because he could find a buyer from Saudi Arabia to pay any price he suggests. Um, okay. It's, it's, they're going to do whatever. I mean, but yet mums the word on people like the Obamas. I mean, Michelle Obama, did you see that story? I want to talk about it yesterday. But, you know, Michelle Obama, she goes out and gives a one-hour speech in, uh, where was she at? She was in Munich or something like that. She was in Germany. And she goes to this event. Now, normally, her husband, Barack Obama, he gets a good, solid going rate. One-hour speech is $400,000. Her typical speech is about $200,000. Not unusual for a former president to get $400,000 for a speech. It's good. It's a good gig if you can get it, y'all. But she goes out there and does this one deal, speaks for an hour, um, and she talks to him about how to push past self-doubt while discussing the importance of inclusivity and diversity. They're in Germany. <laughs> uh, Germany known for its inclusivity and diversity over, over the years. Um, they paid her $741,000. Damn. Now, why? <laughs> why? Uh, that's a pretty high deal. I mean, again, uh, if, you could, if you could do it, go get it, girl. Go get it. But doesn't that seem a little bit suspicious to you when things like that start to pop off? Again, let's look at the Bob Menendez thing. And I'm not saying she did anything nefarious. I'm saying that they, they, you know, everybody got to eat. Everybody got to eat. Everybody got to eat. Now, it's harder to eat on the, uh, on the Obama compound since they drowned his, their chef. But uh, allegedly. Allegedly. But um, golly, dude, I, I got to, you know, she she netted sixty five million dollars on a book advance for a memoir. And uh, they, they, you know, they signed that 50 million dollar deal with Netflix. It's good to be the king. Yeah. yeah. Obama, it man. It's funny how all of our former presidents stop being president and then immediately get multi-million dollar book deals and oh yeah and six-figure speaking engagements you oh, know? it happens dude it's almost like there's some ulterior motive to it yeah. yeah hey let me tell you something i'd snuggle up to mike obama too if i thought she was bringing in that kind of money shit everybody gotta eat uh, everybody gotta eat and i'd be eating that <laughs> penis you know what i'm talking about <laughs> mike obama <laughs> michael robinson come on y'all come on y'all Hey, I was just out in the hallway a minute ago visiting with the folks from Barrel Buddy, and uh, what a great company and great guys. Uh, they invented a really cool product, and uh, I'm so proud that they partner with us and, and continue to consistently be a part of the Chad Prather Show. 
uh, you know, they kind of they kind of found this thing. I won't say by accident, but they were looking for a better way to clean your gun because they realized that most of the methods out there and the materials out there are inefficient and they're not good enough. So they invented Barrel Buddy, and as you've heard me talk about it, I love them, and I think those of you who've tried them love them as well. Barrel Buddy compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel. You push it through with the rod, and it cleans the rifling grooves of your barrel. It's composed of polymers that won't leave behind residual particles. Uh, so it makes it safer. It scrubs. It collects the particulates. It absorbs the remaining residue. You can lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it. Comes in seven different sizes, and those are designed that each one of them will fit whatever firearm barrel you may own. So cleaning your guns, it's an important part of being a responsible gun owner, and Barrel Buddy is a totally new concept. Better way to take care of your firearms, so you need to get some and try them. I promise you're going to love them. And you'll know you've got some great folks behind it because those are some pretty good dudes out there. Go to BarrelBuddy.com today. That's BarrelBuddy.com, and we'll be right back. Boy, howdy. Uh, let's see. We're sold out Friday night in Granbury. Then we're in Texarkana Saturday night. That's a big old street festival for a benefit. We play late. I think we play at like 945. Uh, where do I want you to come see me? I want you to come see me in Birmingham, uh, specifically Hoover, Alabama, at the Stardome. Let's sell that sucker out. Um, and um, I got a ton of stuff coming up. I'll be at the Looney Bin coming up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Looney Bin in Little Rock, Arkansas. On down the road, we're going to be in um, going to be in St. Cloud, Florida, out there with you rednecks in Florida. Uh, so looking forward to a bunch of shows coming up. Going to end this year strong. I think it's almost October, boys. And I can't wait for fall to happen in Texas. Those two days are the best of the whole year, you know? Um, and... Um, but, you know, talking about corruption. Oh, by the way, watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. So Hunter Biden was sent more than $250,000 in, in bank wires. Guess where they originated from? They originated from business partners in China. China. And the address that was listed for the beneficiary. So let's say something happened to old Hunter. We want to make sure the payments keep coming in, you know. Somebody got to get that Chinese yin-yin. It was Joe Biden's home address. That was where the beneficiary address was. So, of course, um, James Comer from Kentucky, he is the House Oversight Committee chairman. He said, bank records don't lie, but Joe Biden does. <laughs> In 2020, Joe told Americans that his family never received money from China. Bro, they got this shit stacking up deep on Joe. Deep. Uh, he says, we've already proven that to be a lie earlier this year. And you're like, where's the evidence? The man said he never talked to any of Hunter's business associates or dealt with any of them. There's a picture of him standing with them on the golf course. That means he lied. He lied about that. What else is he lying about? Uh, now that we know that the two wires originated from Beijing, listed Joe Biden's Wilmington home as the beneficiary address when he was running for president of the United States. Oh, boy. I mean, they just popped off, you know, 10,000 here, 20,000 there. Uh, there was one in August of 2019 for a quarter million. Both of them listed the address for Joe Biden's main resident. You know why? Because his crackhead son was living there. <laughs> 
But that, uh, you know, that is, uh, James Comer said, Joe Biden's abuse of public office for his family's financial gain threatens our national security. What did the Bidens do with the money from Beijing? I mean, uh, that's pretty heavy stuff, man. Uh, I've never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. <laughs> you remember when he was uh, yelling at that reporter a while back? Um. Yeah, I, that, yeah. So, well, about to find out. And listen, just so you know, I hope you are ready for this. But Saturday, the government is going to shut down because they they just don't have anything to do about it. Uh, I will talk to Sean Spicer a little bit about that in overtime. Which, by the way, you got to be a subscriber to the Blaze to get that conversation. Go to blazetv.com/slash/chad. Use promo code Chad and sign up. But uh, tune in Friday for my overtime with Sean Spicer. Yeah, I want to talk to him about this government shutdown because it's going to happen. They they don't they don't have any way around it. I mean, they just it's it's headed to that, and it's unfortunate because there's a lot of people who say, I mean, most of us say, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down, and then of course CNN and ABC and all these deals will trot out you know somebody that works in food services at the Capitol building, and you know some mother and grandmother who's going to lose her paycheck while they work this stuff out. And they'll talk about servicemen and women in our United States military who aren't going to get paid. And that's tragically sad. Well, that shouldn't happen. But the thing that ought to piss you off is it ought to show you how imbalanced and unfair and unequitable the uh, the government is because the money to Ukraine ain't going to stop. They're going to keep buying, you know, what did we talk about the other day, seeds and uh, paying firemen in, in Ukraine and uh, all the stuff that they were doing over there, make sure that they're subsidizing small businesses. That's not going to stop at all. But uh, don't worry. But it's going to shut down, guys. Chad, gonna- you think with you think with Joe, they'll eventually play the "he's too senile to remember the crimes" card? Yeah, they'll pull a Ronald Reagan on the deal. Because I but- feel like that's the easiest way for them to be like, "Yeah, he's guilty." But he's too far gone to actually remember or admit to anything. Well, the thing is, they they, they can't use that excuse with Hunter. And, and 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 while they can, you know, exonerate Joe, and they will, there needs to be some kind of repercussions, at least for Hunter and uh, Joe's brother and, and everybody that was involved in this thing. So if this were Trump, if the, if the Trump name were attached to that, this all this was all anyone would be talking about. So... You know, heading into 2024, it's it's pretty interesting. Tomorrow, on tomorrow's episode, I'm going to have a conversation with David Rodriguez, Nino Rodriguez from Nino's Corner, and uh, we're going to talk about some of that, about um, about what 2024 looks like as we head into that election year. Will the election even happen? Will it even happen? We're going to talk about that. Um, play for me. Talking about the uh, the uh, Play clip number three. Let's let's go back to talking about the looting and all that kind of stuff. Play for me clip number three. This is Seattle. Jesse sent Johnny to the progressive hellscape where residents mocked the idea that the city is spiraling out of control. I've never seen any crime in Seattle. <laughs> I've never seen any of it. I've seen fun and laughter and laughter and fun. I don't believe that number. People, they're, you know, getting robbed out here, carjacked. I've never heard of anyone getting robbed. Crime is a social issue that could be solved by giving people their basic needs. It's not a thing that happens just on the street. People don't just come up and try to rob people on the street. Do you walk around every day? Like, 
Someone's gonna rob me every second? Seattle decriminalized drug use, and then they criminalized it again. Oh my God, who are you getting these facts from? You're from New York, apparently you're listening to the wrong people. You're I saw a lot people. of people shooting up on my way down here. Oh, oh, did you? Okay. And they were bothering you? I was in a car, but you know, people- Oh, oh no, people you're in a car. Oh no, they were hurting you so bad. Oh no. I fear for these people. Like, right? They're, 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 like, that's literally the problem. I can see their future, and it ain't good. Yeah, that lady's going to get mugged. <laughs> and she's going to find out real quick that the crime is very prevalent. <sighs> I, you know, listen, man, I, I'm not afraid to go anywhere, but I'm also not stupid. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in cities around the world, certainly America's cities. I, I, that's how I make a living. Um, <laughs> I specifically told my agent last year, I said, while you're booking, no more big cities. No more big cities. I, I don't, no point in me going. You, you can focus in the big cities. They don't want to come see this anyway. They don't want to come see this. I was looking at some old pictures from a show a couple years ago, 3,000, 4,000 people in the audience. And I was like, I don't want to do those anymore. Give, give me 500, 600 people in a room. Perfect. That's great. Uh, feel like I'm with you, communicating with you, talking to you, spending time with you. I don't need all that stuff. And I certainly don't need to be going into these big-ass cities. You know why? Because that woman is delusional. Her head is so far up her ass next to the, all the Twinkies she's been eating that there, I mean, you are a moron to believe that, oh, they weren't hurting you. That doesn't, doesn't matter if they were hurting you or not. They're still committing the crime. It's still happening. And her little, ah, oh, little smart ass little, I want to pop her in the mouth. I, what I, I also love, he's like, yeah, I saw a bunch of people shooting heroin on the way over here. It's like, oh, well, did they bother you? Did they bother like, you? Well, that's not the problem here. The problem is, is you've got junkies shooting heroin on public streets. Yeah. But, but yeah, okay, they didn't uh, try to smear feces on me today. Needles but, in the park, bitch. Yeah, this is like, this is why I was talking with, with some of the other, like, how bad is it going to have to get before people like that will admit something's wrong? And I was like, oh, we're years away. They'll go another five years. Oh, they're, they're, they're so deluded, dude. And, and they, yeah. they, honest to God, they refuse to admit it. To admit it is to admit that something is wrong. And they can't admit that the policies that it runs these cities, that there's any flaw to them. That, oh, it's just one big happy thing. Who cares if there's a junkie over there shooting up? He's only screwing up his own life and killing himself. Doesn't hurt anybody else. I mean, let's unpack. I mean, in the next 20 seconds. Okay, that junkie had to get those drugs from somewhere, which means there's a whole network of drug sellers. That means there's a whole network of drug suppliers. You got to go back to where those drugs are being supplied from. They're coming from south of the border because we have an open border crisis. Believe it or not, these millions of illegals that are coming across the border, contrary to what people like, you know, you know, the, these talking heads, pundits out there want you to believe these illegals are not figments of your imagination. They really are coming across with them is coming fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, all of these different things. A lot of it is being supplied from China. We're being destroyed from within because of the pressures from without that are just bringing in that business of crime, bringing in the business of drugs. And here we are. But oh, and it, did it bother you in your car? 
The world is on fire, but somebody tune up Nero's fiddle so he can play it during the collapse of Rome. And there I am again, thinking about the Roman Empire. Uh, Woo, Raycon, baby. Raycon's everyday earbuds, they look, feel, sound better than ever with optimized gel tips in a range of sizes for the perfect in-ear fit. Uh, these earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 78,000 five-star reviews, and they're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. I love the noise isolation awareness mode and the high-fidelity audio features. When I'm on an airplane, I got earbuds in, Raycons Tune out the noise, let you hear what you want to hear, and the audio quality is incredible. And you know what? You can even hear the nuances of the steel guitar on some of my new music. I dig it, baby. School's back in session, which means Raycon is having their annual back-to-school sale. For a limited time only, you uh, can go to buyraycon.com slash watchchad today to get 20% off site-wide, plus free shipping. That's buyraycon.com slash watchchad. Score 20% off buyraycon.com slash watchchad. We'll be right back. Next week, boys, I'm back in Nashville. Got to go back. Got to go back. I got to go back because the last time I was there, I didn't have a voice. God, I sounded horrible. We got the music done. We couldn't get the vocals done. We got the Christmas song done. Uh, it sounds great. It sounds great. Now, if everybody would just get it, stream it, listen to it, you'll love it. I promise you. Uh, maybe I'll make as much off of that as 10 minutes of a Michelle Obama speech. That would be fantastic. Oh, man. Are you guys transgender yet? I, I'm, I mean, still, I'm still working on my sponsorship with a tampon company before I commit to it. Yeah, work that yeah. deal out. I'm never going to get it because real men matter. <laughs> you, can go to, you can go to realwomensclub.com and get that. Woo, boy. Play one of my favorite clips. Play clip number four, please. Mm. You know, um... So one of the things that you all have learned, and I just love, I'm going to just confess that I'm a geek on some things. I love Venn diagrams. I can't get enough of this clip. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it was what? real exciting. They were like, same, same. Someone is drawing one right now. About once a month, I like to watch that. Oh, I want to smoke weed with Kamala so bad, dude. So much, dude. Oh, God. There's literally, she's probably moved to like near the top of my list of people I'd love to just sit and smoke a joint with and be like, talk to me about government and shit. Like, talk to me about what Venn diagrams really like. I'm telling you, dude, I want to do mushrooms and hang with Kamala. <laughs> I do, because, you know, anytime I'm on the mushrooms... Uh, you know, and normally the news media is driving by and I'm not bothering anybody Yeah, uh, in Seattle. But uh, normally when I'm on mushrooms, I laugh quite a bit. And I think I would need a heavy dose of the uh, of mushrooms to be able to laugh with Kamala. Yeah, you, heavy need, you, you need the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I need that psilocybin. Yeah. God. Wow. That's a full-blown mm. cackle. She's not even giggling. That is a, that is a full-blown Joker-style cackle. I mean, she's proud of herself. I love them. I do. I do. <laughs> And it's like people got to sit there and have a conversation with that. Uh, you know, we told you that um, that uh, Biden, the biggest thing they're worried about in his reelection campaign is to make sure he stays upright. 
They they need the man to stay upright. Well, he almost didn't. You know, he went from the 26 stair deal to the upper part of uh, <clears throat> the big boy stairs that take you up to uh, Air Force One. Now he's using the 14 stairs to the underbelly of Air Force One. He's doing the he's he's basically having Thanksgiving dinner at the kitty table now. Well, that one almost got him too. Play clip number five. Watch out, Joe. Oh, my God. Uh, he slipped. <laughs> really? He needs to, they need to go to like Nike or someone and be like, all right, we need you to design a special shoe that literally sticks to the surface yeah. so that it'll keep him upright. He'll forget to know how to, like, yeah, like a little magnetic thing that he needs. You know what he needs? He needs like the tricycle wheels, but for walking. Yeah. I could just see Joe. It's, it's like the dogs that don't have back legs. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like they just, they're in a little cart, you know, and they just drag that little wheels <laughs> yeah. around. Some keep them upright. I could see Joe with uh, some good magnetic soul orthopedics, and he's just, <laughs> he's leaning like Michael Jackson yeah. in the video. Like the boots they have the, the, the people on the ISS wear when they do their spacewalks, the magnetic yeah. boots, yeah. Just kind of locks him in place. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty Diana, you've been hit by a smooth criminal, which i got to say, Joe Biden is a smooth criminal. Indeed, indeed. He is Maybe a four smooth, more years of it. Smooth criminal. So, um, yeah, they want to they make sure that, um, oh, real quick, play clip number seven. Clip, clip number seven, yeah. Since FDR's time in office, the legislative metric in the United States has been 100 days, not six months. This is a racist code whistle to every white supremacist in the country because it's how long it took Adolf Hitler to take Weimar Germany to a complete and total dictatorship. That included, by the way, the military swearing an oath of allegiance, not to the nation, but to the Fuhrer. And the military was the institution amongst many in Germany that were the last holdouts to this. But once he was in power, they were the first to submit. And what Donald Trump is signaling to the officer corps of the American military, you get in line behind me, the leader, not the idea, not the Constitution, or I'm coming for you, too. Yeah. Hey. This guy sat on the toilet and came up with this and just was like, this sound, this will sound good. Joy Reid will buy it. Like they're doing, they're doing numerology. <laughs> like that's literally what they're, they're doing, numerology. And I was going to say, I mean, it's like, okay, you guys call Alex Jones crazy? Yeah. Like, do they not understand how far they ventured off into the deep end? Yeah. And they want to call us the conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah. That guy gets on MSNBC with Joy Reid. He's going to pitch that bullshit and then call us the conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, we're not done. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right. Well, whew. can't wait for those debates. Stu is doing power hour tonight. I will not be there. I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> I uh, No, I'm going to watch my girlish figure. I uh, got some traveling to do this afternoon, so I am headed out. But, uh, no, make sure that you uh, join us tomorrow night as we uh, have a little chat with Nino Rodriguez 
And uh, also in overtime with our friend Sean Spicer. Let's get uh, to the bottom of this debacle uh, of what's going on, not only in the upcoming elections, but how the media is spinning all of this crazy nonsense. And remember, folks, contrary to what the citizens of Seattle want to tell you or the people in the streets of Philadelphia, you could throw all the money in the world at it. You're not going to solve the problem of sin. You're not going to heal people's hearts. I'm telling you, only the redemptive power of God's going to do that. And while, again, we sit here and make fun of it, there's still a truth out there that you need to embrace. It's a sad situation. It's a sad world we're going to live where we're living in. And, and uh, to tell you the truth, nothing's going to change that but prayer. All right. I'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in tonight. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye.